Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Zas the Mic Spotlight On. This time with a very special guest of ours called Cheryl Barker from Dianix, uh, which is a Dutch specialist in software. We're going to find out why they've brought themselves into the world of distribution channels, into marketplaces. We're going to have a lovely, wonderful chat. We've already met previously, so I think we're going to have a wonderful conversation. Now, Cheryl, please uh, take a moment, introduce yourself. <laughs> and please, you know, let us know a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and, and then we can talk a little bit about your, your work at Dianix. And, and yeah, we'll just dive deep into our topics. Perfect. So my name's Cheryl Barker. I have been with Danix for 10 years now. Um, I've been working in the information capture industry since 1997 and have always worked in a channel uh, friendly environment. So I joined Dianix uh, 10 years ago as a pre-sales consultant before moving into a key account management role and then the sales director, which I did for many years prior to joining as the vendor uh, or the strategic partnership director here at Dianix about nine months ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My first uh, challenge was to build a marketplace. So it's been a, a very exciting journey for me so far. Definitely a new learning curve. So Dianix started in 1997. Um, mm -hmm. They started out in France as a reseller for data capture technology, mainly scanners, mm -hmm. and, and transitioned into becoming a distributor. In October 2021, we made the decision to support the new strategy to split the business in two, and mm -hmm. Speedgraph for anything in France became Syston, and anywhere else within Europe outside of France became Dianix. Mm -hmm. So Dianix's strategy is to enable our partners with uh, technology and solutions that support digital transformation. Mm -hmm. So the capture business where we started out is still extremely important to us, and the services that we offer around this, but we are adding more and more innovative solutions to our portfolio to support this um, new strategy around the digital transformation and to support our partners to be successful. Brilliant. And, and you've said kind of like three, three interesting things there, which I think all kind of combine quite nicely, right? Your, your challenge, right, to build a marketplace, which is quite fantastic. <laughs> then also that word transformation, which I think is very well connected to marketplaces, right? Because often it actually transforms the way we do business and kind of what we think about. And then also, I think it's interesting to look at this kind of multi-country model almost, right? And that naming um, convention and, and what Dynex has actually done with itself, right? So I feel like those three elements have kind of combined to present you with a perfect challenge for 2023, no? Absolutely. And a challenge that we've accepted and so far been successful with. So Yeah, so let's, so let's start on that first one, right? Um, now transformation okay change it, it, it's really important it's the lifeblood of all businesses it's it's the very center point of everything right it's progress i think as much as anything um now what what was that first conversation like when you started talking to your to your management team about this idea of transformation but transforming into building a marketplace right how, how did that kind of initially start so what we have realized very quickly is that when you bring out a new solution to a market mm -hmm. where it's not your traditional space, it requires a huge amount of resource and manpower. And this is something that we have really struggled with. There is mm -hmm. a lack of uh, personnel available in the market, which has obviously impacted us and our ability to recruit new people. But it's also, um, you can only give people so much. Mm -hmm. So we have a very ambitious target to have 50 new solutions added to our portfolio within the next three years. Wow. The only way that we can actively do that and get that reach to the market 
is to find an online presence and a way of doing this. Mm-hmm. So for us to actually grow as a business in the direction we want and to be able to allow our partners to join that journey, we had to make it easier for them to have awareness of the solutions and to be able to place their orders. Mm-hmm. So for us, selecting to use a marketplace to do this is the most logical step. It gives mm-hmm. us reach, it gives us presence, and it means that we can support our partners by having their solutions also on our marketplace to give them a reach for growth as well. I mean, and it's fantastic as well, right, this idea of reach and expansion and scalability. Now, it's interesting as well, I think, that you've gone uh, directly into this idea, at least by the sounds of things, of, of buy it and not build it. Now, why, why, as a solutions provider, as someone in theory that could have actually developed and looked at creating their own platform, why, why, why not? Why, why into this sort of buy, not build? What was some of the reasonings behind that? The, the timing, resource, the the ability, but more importantly, for Cloud Blue, they have an ecosystem already. Yeah. So we have a large uh, following of resellers. Where we have four thousand resellers that we actively work with within Europe. This is fantastic and we really see the value of that, but we also need to grow that reseller base. Mm -hmm. So some of the solutions we are adding don't fit our traditional customer base. So Mm -hmm. we need a reach. We need to be able to find new partners that can look at these new solutions that we're offering and successfully sell them. This not only helps Dianix, it helps the vendors we support, but it also helps to give new solutions to the complete ecosystem. Cloudblue have an ecosystem of 100,000 resellers. We would never be able to create that by building our own marketplace and having to build that from scratch. It wouldn't make sense to do so. The costs would be prohibitive, the Mm -hmm. manpower, the time. By the time we've actually built a marketplace and gone to market, the markets probably have changed. So we needed to use something that already gave us a really good head start into what we want to do in the future. And I, and I think it's also very important when we look at that idea of vendor management as well, right? It, it's it's something that, especially if you're building out solutions that are maybe connected with two or three different softwares, right? So suddenly we're adding a lot of complexity as well. And as and as the provider, I mean, you know, APIs, uh, one thing. Wow, that's brilliant. Okay, we could maybe we could do that for Microsoft, right? But could you also do that for VMware and Dropbox and everybody else in that catalogue? You know, that's something else entirely different, right? Absolutely. That would be your entire dev team yeah absolutely and you know for us many of the solutions that are already on the cloud where those apis already exist and they're already ready to go are opportunities for us to work with them mm-hmm. being able to offer for example workspace or Linkandu, they both have their own cloud marketplace mm-hmm. we have taken their solutions to market we can manage the complete end-to-end process within the platform with very little human intervention so, so you've mentioned two of your uh, products. One which I so awfully murdered the name of the other day, uh, <laughs> Link, Link, Link and Do, or not Link and Do, as I. Uh, I'm, I'm too. I'm, I spent too long on LinkedIn. I think that's probably why. <laughs> so, so Link and Do. Let's let's talk a little bit about Link and Do, right? Because it's very interesting that you've created its own marketplace as well. And let's let's sort of see how we're going to talk about that, and then also Workplace Three Six Five, because these are the two kind of your main driver products, right? I know we've got other products that we'll talk about too, but let's, let's look at these. So Linkando is a solution that maximizes media, uh, meeting productivity. So mm-hmm. it can be used in, uh, as a standalone solution where you can host uh, digital assemblies or uh, AGMs where you need a strict um, agenda, you need mm-hmm. to have polls, you need to be able to document it. So for some companies in certain countries, that's extremely important. They also have um, 
plugins to Zoom, for example. So when you are um, using Zoom and you want to have a business meeting, you need it to be as productive as possible. Mm-hmm. There needs to be an agreed agenda. There needs to be shared up front where possible, and you need to keep to it. We are having so many online meetings now that quite often they don't stick to the, the planned agenda and they overrun or you don't get the best out of the meeting. So mm-hmm. Linkandu will allow you to create a playbooks for each of those meetings, future meetings, to follow a process to get the most from those meetings every time. Mm-hmm. So, and this is a type of product that would really interact well with other products as well, right? Absolutely. You know, I can already see we're, we're talking about Teams, Zoom, you know, we're, we're going to add in other, potentially, I guess, would it feed into CRM products and stuff as well? Yeah, you can have different, um, so using and keeping copies of the video, this transcripts, mm-hmm. they can then all be shared through different platforms. So it does give you a really strong um, ability and you can prove who was in the call, when did they leave the call, um, were they there when an important vote and somebody was voted in. You mm-hmm. can even um, allow you know, proxy if somebody isn't able to attend that can vote on your behalf. There's a huge amount of activity that you can do within the solution mm-hmm. that means that you are following any regulations or governance that is in place. I mean, that's brilliant. And I, it, it's something very useful as well. And I guess that is the type of it's the type of product that a lot of people might be searching for. But when, of course, we're finding that is that it's very difficult to add another vendor, right? If I'm a purchaser out there and, I'm, and I've already got I'm already paying for 12, 20, 30 subscriptions of different contexts in different areas. God, I really want that. But my finance department is already killing me. They're telling me I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm billing too much. Can I find a unified platform? Right. I yeah. think this is one of those ideas behind the power Absolutely. of the marketplace. But also for some of the sort of broadline resellers that we work with, mm-hmm. where their customers are asking these for these, they are trying to scale back on how many suppliers they have. Dianix having a portfolio that has far more options for them. We're not increasing their the amount of suppliers they've got that they have to mm. manage. We're actually giving them more choice and more opportunity to sell more. Yeah, and this is and this is one of those beautiful things about this idea of kind of ecosystems and and like one of the the rationales behind marketplaces, right? And this idea of sort of syndicated or mm, shared resource, right, and shared power in that ecosystem. I think this is really wonderful, right? Because Dynex becomes this then provider of choice contained within in in this ecosystem and can combine outwards with so many more of the products. And so you are, I mean. You're selling outcomes, I guess, in the end, right now, almost again, rather than sort of before where you were selling services. Yeah, so we've always sold, you know, hardware with the associated software for capture. But what we're now doing is going that a little bit further. So Mm -hmm. information capture was the first part of the journey for digital transformation. It was taking paper into digital. Obviously, now we see more and more documents being born digitally. So the need for paper is less. We've always handled the workflow. What do you do with that information once you've captured it? Where do you send it? How do you manage it? That's always been part of what we have done. What we're now doing is taking that step in a slightly different direction of how do you now manage the digital meetings? Mm -hmm. How can you handle that? How can you make sure that that process is the most optimized it can be? And then we have the abilities with the workspace solution that I mentioned. So Workspace 365 is digital workspace. So how do you then make sure your teams have access to that information? How do mm-hmm. they access all of the different applications that you use, use within your business? How do we handle um, remote working so that all these digital meetings are happening in the right way and you can access the information from home that you need to support it? So all of the solutions we look at adding are to support and to complement the digital journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, 
and that passing element as well is is just it's so interesting as well. I really like it, and I mean, I guess there's probably we we don't need to talk about specific names, but I'm sure you probably work with quite a lot of. Um, I, I come from a recruitment background, actually, my previous before technology. So I wonder if you work with many applicant tracking systems and and you know other places that are uh, are kind of interacting with um, you know consumer products out there, consumer data, consumer documents, and then passing them into sort of B2B Absolutely. systems. Absolutely. Right? So some of the solutions that we have been very successful with is Kofax. Kofax okay. has many solutions within their portfolio from Power PDF, which is PDF editing, all the way through to intelligent automation with their KTA solution. These are platforms that, from a consumer perspective, you're completing an application, you're submitting your CV, you're um, providing data to a business as a consumer, and we are extracting that data and we are starting a process. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when you fill in a, a credit card application online, um, which is done more now, but used to be done on a form where you'd have nice boxes that were greyed out so that we could drop the colour out when we were scanning them to capture the data, mm-hmm. we extract all of the information you're providing and we put that into those back end applications in a useful format for the human to be able to view that and make a decision. We can use RPA technologies to go and extract, um, you know, or do a credit check for you or mm-hmm. pull additional supporting document that may be required so that when that um, caseworker receives the information on your application, everything is there. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. part of that digital transformation to make us as consumers or as us as businesses work the way that consumers expect. So yeah. we have got to the point where we expect that overlap between how we do things in our personal life and how we do things in our business life. So, you know, we don't just always wait for somebody to call us to talk to us about a solution. We go on Google, we mm-hmm. search, we, we do all of our research and such a high proportion of the decision is made before we even engage. So if we don't have our solutions visible on a, in a digital environment, people won't find them. Yes, yeah, well, because, I mean, I... Uh, I... I'm not going to say I invented it. I love the phrase, though, the tyranny of choice. I think that's a, that's a problem that a lot of people face these days, especially in the B2B world, right, where, where we're sold to in different ways as well. We're not, we're not treated like consumers in B2B, even though we are consumers. Of course, we're, we're using companies' money or we're using our investment money or, you know, it could be from private, could be public, could be whatever, whatever. We're just not treated quite the same, I feel, as, as business consumers, are we? And I think... No. This is another reason behind that marketplace, right? Because it gives you the opportunity to curate, right? To really treat with respect, to really sort of build that relationship up. Because um, we, we talked about this in one of our pre-meetings, touch points, right? Like the touch points that you can have with your clients are very, very different now. Absolutely. So by using a marketplace, we are able to give our partners or resellers the ability to do self-service. So I'm not talking self-service in the same way as going to the supermarket and scanning your own document or your own uh, piece of uh, grocery, but more the the fact that they can go online, they can see what subscriptions they have, what types Mm -hmm. of subscriptions they're selling, when are they due to be renewed, add to them, and really control the data about their customers and analyze it within the platform. That means that every meeting that they have with our team, every conversation they have with our humans Mm -hmm. are more productive. They're not talking about the administrative tasks, they're talking about what can we do to grow together? What additional activities can we do? How can we you know, make the most of our partnership? So at the moment, I know that a lot of those touch points are how many renewals have I got coming up? Or do you know mm-hmm. when this subscription closes? What's the license details for this order? 
we can have all of that in the marketplace, making the partner able to log in and in one view see everything they need to know about their licenses and subscriptions through Dianix. And you can drive, I mean, you're driving insights as well, right? It's, it's so much better to drive insights and build that relationship, talk about these new products. And I mean, then as a company, Dianix becomes more dynamic, right? Because it has that ability to suddenly be much more, okay, the word is reactive, but close to your customers, right? And, and close to where they're moving so you can bring that. Um, if we roll back a little bit, um, of course, this idea of passing, this idea of like scanning of, of, of that, it involves a lot of other connectors, right? You're, you're, you're talking about storage, Mm -hmm. And you're talking about protecting that storage too already, right? And then you're also saying, how can I share that information externally? So suddenly, the words that we say and the concepts that you're talking about, they're very simple, actually. But the reality behind them is quite complex. And I think because of this automation, the power that we can sort of use in, in the platform, right? It, it's helping you along that line as well. Absolutely. So from our perspective, you know, we had a very manual process. A reseller would mm -hmm. contact us. They would ask us for a quote, usually via email or telephone. We would then have to raise a quote in our system. Um, we would then uh, send that back to them via email. They would then receive it. They then have to decide, yes, we want to move forward. No, we don't. They would send us an order. Maybe they didn't provide us with the, the end user details. We need that for license registration. There's quite a lot of manual tasks involved for both us and the partner. Mm -hmm. So by using the marketplace, when, we, when they place an order for any of the solutions, any information that we require, you know, any parameters around you know, URLs that may be needed or contact details, we get that information up front at that request. Yeah. They can go in, they can see their price, they can place the order within minutes rather than, mm -hmm. you know, potentially taking a day with multiple backwards and forwards conversations, which means it frees up their time and it frees up our time. We then have the ability to extract the data from the marketplace and put it into our own ERP system to process mm -hmm. the order. It's brilliant. So, I mean, it's just it's reducing human touch points, right? And and just and, yeah. and errors. We unfortunately yeah. we are human. Humans make errors. So the more we can do to avoid, you know, errors being made, wrong information being provided, to streamline that process, it it works for everybody. And I mean, it it really is a time saver. It really is a value addition. And uh, you know, I think maybe we need to stop talking about it being like time saving and like, you know, it's 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 giving us back time, right? It's Absolutely. giving us it's giving us the space to do something really positive. Um for example, that quote, generating that quote. How many hands do you think that would have touched before we got to today, right? Today we can do it with one person really interacting with a system. How many hands do you think it might have touched before? I would have said at least maybe four or five, we had the wow. salesperson, we had the customer success team processing the order, we would have had our procurement team placing the order with the vendor. The vendor would then send the license back to procurement, we then have to send that back to the customer. So, quite a few. <laughs> yeah, four, four, four to five hundred. And then also, let's not forget, in that, in that chain of um, you know, communication, what if uh, Bob or Sally or Peter or Paul or in the middle isn't there? Suddenly we're going to add more time. Absolutely. So, you know, this with this new process for us, it it doesn't just help us. It doesn't just give us time back. It's everybody in that process time back. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not about us reducing our overheads on FTEs. It means that we can use our FTEs to really provide the value that is at the heart of Dianix. Mm -hmm. We have always positioned ourselves as a value-added partner. And when you are spending a lot of time on those administrative tasks, you can share less value. And we really want to make sure that we continue what's always been very important to us is to be that value-added solution provider.
And it's, I mean, it's, it's certainly going to improve and affect positively cash flow and liquidity, right? I mean, Absolutely. I, I think, you know, definitely. If you can obviously process an order and fulfill it in a far quicker and with less people involved and raise that invoice, everybody is a winner. Everybody's a winner. And we, we, we like win, 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 win situations. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. No, and I, I mean, it's, it's just this idea that these, these, right, a marketplace, again, it's a really simple word to say. And, you know, I think conceptually a lot of people understand it. And, and even when we start to talk about the complexities behind it in the back end, when we're talking about procurement, fulfillment, when we're talking about potentially usage-based billing, right, all of these other things that happen in the background. Now, was it was it difficult for you to sort of instigate that change, that transformation inside Dianix as well? Right? How have you managed to bring the rest of the teams with you on this journey? So we have, you know, had to uh, make it very clear. This is the Dianix strategy. This is yeah. where we really see our focus. We're focusing on it from all areas of our business. It is extremely important to us, and we are a team of 160 people a mere wide, mm -hmm. and. Everybody is part of the Janix family. Everyone sees the value of it. And what we have, the internal culture, yeah. is that you know it, our C-level are always very clear. They are very um, informative to the teams. So it's not a case of there's a, you know, a silo of people that are behind this. The entire business was aware of the marketplace before we launched. They knew why we were doing it. There is no grey areas to why and what the benefits of doing this. So, we didn't. It didn't take a lot to get that buy-in. Mm -hmm. It didn't. You know, I think everybody agrees that this is the sensible transition for us. It's. It makes sense. It's not changing completely what we do. It's just enhancing what we do. And it's augmented capability, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a platform that enables us to to do this. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we've. It's been very well received internally we have onboarded many resellers already um, we've had a few that have you know been concerned about us doing or them doing all the work for us when we explain the benefits to them they very quickly change their mind there are some that still wish to have that personal touch and speak to somebody we are fine with this we are not going to force people to work in a way that they're not comfortable with um, but in general it's been very well received so I, I know that you've already launched the marketplace in, in two countries, right? You're live in, in Spain and Germany, I believe, if I'm correct. That's correct, yes. And so when, what's the rollout looking for the rest of Europe and kind of like where are your next kind of target markets? And, and was, there a, was there a rationale behind this again as well? Like why, why are we picking two, two European countries first? What was, the, you know, what was the, the rationale behind this? So we did some research into the countries that were more um, likely to adopt the marketplace idea and Iberia was one of those and of, and Germany as well. Germany also has um, obviously one of the largest countries and one of the, mm -hmm. the most opportunities for us so it, it made sense. We are going to roll out to the UK in Q3 and mm -hmm. then we will also include the uh, Benelux and it's our intention to actually go globally over the coming years. Oh, wow. So we will start in Europe, we'll conquer Europe first, um, and then we'll look to move over uh, into uh, more globally as well, because there is no limitations for us. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of partners in the US already that we work with, that we supply their solutions, and we have their full support. So it's, yeah, we definitely, this is where our ambition lies, is the success of the marketplaces. 
And, and then in this terms, obviously, um, you know, selling software, we're, we're talking about different tax environments, different currencies here. Um, any kind of things that you're looking on compliance? Like how is, how is compliance between all of these different jurisdictions? So this is all, all of our local teams are involved in the setup and the configurations of the uh, marketplace to ensure that any requirements over taxes, GDPR, etc. are all handled on a local level to make okay. sure that we have no issues there. That's brilliant. And again, I, I guess, you know, it's this idea that where we automate, we save time and resource, where we can use that resource and time elsewhere, right? And so suddenly compliance issues, which might have been a blocker before, or any legal issues or, or instigating and implementing complicated systems, right? Before, when we were using our time differently, it, we can't really reach those heights that we can today, right? I, I feel that, like, we've added a bit of complexity with this new system, but we've taken out a lot of time and resource, which has given you the ability to deliver it properly. Absolutely. Yes, so we now have, uh, you know, as you said, time saved, that we have time back, that we are able to, you know, look at what else we want to do, look at all the new other new solutions that we want to add, and have teams available to do the right evaluation of those solutions and make sure that when we are setting them up, they're done in the right way. Mm-hmm. So we're looking to onboard many solutions between now and the end of the year. And if we were trying to do that in the traditional way, it just would not be possible. We wouldn't have the availability of resource um, or the skills available to do it. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, especially now you're into the... Into, well, okay, so this is uh, the XAAS, ZAS, or the, the, Z, the world of ZAS, or in Spanish, ZASH. Um, I don't know how you want to say it. <laughs> Everything or anything is a service. So it's amazing, right? You've got so much more space to grow into now. Absolutely. Where yeah, do you so, see it going? So for us, we want to offer everything as a service. We want to do mm. hardware as a service. We want to do marketing as a service. We want to do software as a service. So for us, we know that based on the traditional software business that we've done, it was very much perpetual licenses, capital expenditure, and people are moving into the, we want to pay monthly. We want mm-hmm. to have low um, operational costs that we can pay as we use it. And we couldn't have done that without a platform like this. Mm-hmm. So it, costs were prohibitive of it. We, the cost of raising an invoice is significant. For any business, raising an invoice is a significant cost yeah. if you've got humans involved in that. If we can automate that process to ensure that it doesn't matter if I'm raising an invoice for £10 a month or I'm raising an invoice for 100000 a month, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because we're not involved. It's done. It's an automated process. So it means that we can offer more solutions that fit the customer's requirements with the right licensing model that they want without having a detrimental effect on the Dianix business. Which is brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely. So everything is a service for us. <laughs> and, and I mean, also, it, it, in everything as a service, right, this is, this is one of those things that a lot of companies who maybe haven't mm, fully integrated this change transformation into the culture of the company, right? Whilst you were a scalable business before, you're a really scalable business now. Absolutely. And we give people the choice, you know, they don't have to make huge lengthy subscription commitments. So, you know, the amount of times we sell a three year term up front and they have to pay for it up front. And and after the the year, they need to change the parameters of that order. They need to increase it. They need to decrease it. They have no flexibility. Mm -hmm. Now we give people the flexibility to do for what they need within their own business, as well as obviously for us having that reoccurring revenue rather than at the end of the three years hoping, and I use the word hope, yeah, the blue sky, is it going to fall, are we going to get this deal? 
um, we no longer rely on that. We now know we have a, a reoccurring revenue coming in every month. And this was what was really important for us for our service business and remains very important for our service business, is mm -hmm. that reoccurring renewal. And when you're selling a perpetual license that nobody has had any issues with for the whole year, trying to convince them to buy a maintenance contract to renew that at the end of that year is very difficult. Of course, of course. It makes so, sense that it's difficult, right? Those, yeah. Because also, the, uh, it's, the, it's the, uh, the peaks and troughs of contact, right? If we're on a perpetual license, in theory, if there is no problems, if everything's running smoothly, as hopefully it does every time, as an account executive or an account manager, I don't necessarily need to be in touch with you unless we have got a new, uh, a new service I can offer or a new product or a new feature or something else, right? So my peaks and troughs of communication are like once a year, twice a year, maybe, you know, Absolutely. I'll sell, I'll check in, and then I'll try to maintain. And then obviously after two, I'm going to try again, again. But now, once we remove that, and of course, with ultimate freedom and flexibility come ultimate choice, right? And then the consumer has more choice. So this is obviously benefiting you and your and your team. Oh, absolutely, no? yeah. So it does give us the ability to touch in with them and and see, you know, how it's going. Do they need anything else? Upselling to them, you know, it definitely makes a difference. And it, it's also, you know, you don't lose the communication when somebody leaves the business because you're yeah. having that constant contact with them. So at the end of the year, when you go to oh that person's no longer there. Well, you, if you'd been speaking to them three, four months prior, then you would have known the changes were coming and it just gives you more value. But also for us, because we're adding so many new solutions, there's mm. always a reason to contact them. Yeah. But I, and, I, and I just guess that it's a, yeah, it's just a friendlier, it's a more collaborative communication, actually. It's a I partnership guess it, rather than yeah. a sell to and walk away. There's a definite yeah. partnership. You know, we want to have partnerships with our resellers, with our vendors. It is about... You know, having those win-win partnerships that help us both to be successful on all sides. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're adding so much value as that middle layer as well between those extra vendors and your own products that you're selling, creating, combining, making those services and then your end users, right? You're, you're adding so much value in that middle. Um, you become indispensable, right? You become like a member of their team. Yeah. And that's what we, you know, we talk about with our resellers. You know, we want them to become the strategic partner to their customers. And to do that, they need solutions that stop their customers going looking elsewhere. They need to be able to say, okay, you've brought this solution. This is working great. How can we now build on it? Well, mm -hmm. you need new solutions to be able to do that. And you know, we want them, if they are doing a CRM implementation, we want them to look at Apti to ensure that that CRM solution is fully utilized in the best possible way by mm -hmm. onboarding them and giving them a platform to train their staff and adopt that solution in the best way. This gives them another add-on. Once they've done this, then we need to look at, well, how can they access the CRM? Well, then look at Workspace. Let's have that as a, you know, being able to access all of those different applications. So everything we do mm -hmm. is trying to interlink those solutions to make sure that they're building blocks for our resellers to add more value and become that strategic partner with their customer. That's what, and, and you've mentioned Apti, which we haven't actually talked about. Should we just talk a little bit more about Apti? Because I, I quite yeah. like it. It sounds very... Di a digital adoption platform, right? Yes. Um, so, now, this is something very interesting, right? I, th I think a lot of companies need this. <laughs> I think a lot of companies need it. So, um, yeah, their, their strap line is it's not the software, it's how you're using it. So when you implement any new software application, um, it's specifically designed for cloud-based applications. But if you mm -hmm. were to have Salesforce, for example or any other CRM system. As a salesperson or as anyone using that application, 
it, you look at it the first time and it's quite wow. You're just like overwhelmed. Terrifying. You, you sit through a week's worth of sales training where you're taught how to create an opportunity or how to um, you know manage any of the customer setups, etc. You walk out at the end of that week completely overwhelmed with all of this information you've just learned and then you forget the majority of it. Yeah, you sneeze and it falls out. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, something like 80% is gone within, yeah. um, you know, within minutes of leaving that room. So the following week, or many times, weeks and weeks later, when they actually launch it, you go to use it for the first time and you cannot remember anything. Mm-hmm. What Apti does is it sits as an overlay of that application. So it's not embedded in the application. It's not, there's no full integration. It's, it sits as an overlay. Mm-hmm. And you can create um, tool tips and processes to talk you through each of those required processes. So it will say, click here, click there, now do this. Uh, put in this information so it gives you tips the entire process for you to follow to create whatever you need to do and in such a simple and easy way that next time you don't need to use it but if at any point you do you can how how powerful is apti because i feel like i could use apti for the rest of my life as well possibly (laughs) extremely (laughs) powerful yeah and you know for for us we use it internally um Mm. and it makes your life so much easier being able to not have to remember everything new starters not needing to keep sitting there like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing and having to ask a colleague over there or one over there. And they all do things slightly differently. It gives you structure. More importantly, it gives you the analytics as well. So Mm -hmm. if you see that a process keeps breaking down or you see that um, a particular field is always being incorrectly filled in, you can analyse that data. You can make those changes. You can add a tooltip in. You can put a validation rule to make sure it's always correct. It is so powerful that wow. everybody needs it <laughs> yeah and it, and it's so neat as well to think you know to combine that with workspace 365 to combine that with the capture and everything as well Absolutely. to be able to then invoice that with one bill on one platform to add in other services as well and other solutions it, it is it is pretty neat eh? it is actually really quite clever the again these words are very simple that we say i know the ideas behind them are super complex yeah. but when we're presented with this reality that's just it's kind of like how we always wanted, no? <laughs> Absolutely. If I, I wish I, when the first time I ever used, uh, you know, Salesforce, I had to. I was like, remember looking through all these long manuals of trying to search for the right information or going off to the help file. We customise so much software, and yeah. definitely things like CRM. They are customised to a business's needs. Therefore, there is never going to be a help manual online that everyone will be able to follow. No. So, Apti is designed. You design it yourself based on your personal or your business um, designed application with your own processes and it is so simple you don't even have to be technical to do it so even I could do it possibly I, I struggled this it. so yes yeah. I could do it you could do it <laughs> I mean I, I struggled with podcasting software this morning so. <laughs> <laughs> but no it's been I, and I mean I really love the the Dianics offer right I, I'm trying to kind of th- I like to think of taglines for company when I'm doing these these sort of these podcasts right and and it's almost like it's it's augmented efficiency right that you're offering people it's, Can I copy it's the, that <laughs> of course yeah it's yours it's there for free uh, please take it yeah, augmented efficiency because you're giving me as the worker right or, or as a manager of a team the capability of being able to do so much more right with apti right that that in and of itself to understand where a process breaks on a software that's complex that we've customized that's that's literally it's almost invaluable right? it's almost invaluable because people look for that on time right 
with Apti and with other solutions that you're selling through the Cloudbury Marketplace, right, I'm guaranteeing myself more on time, more available time, more time to sell, more time to do more, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, the fact that, you know, even within Dynex ourselves, we rely heavily on our CRM system to be accurate mm -hmm. with data. That's how we forecast. It's how we forecast our stock requirements. It's how we forecast cash flow. If people aren't using the CRM system or their applications that are driving the business decisions in the right way, a business is not making a good decision. So mm -hmm. we have to make sure, and that is our plan, is to give them the insights they need to be able to make those right decisions based on fact rather than the hope or the dream or wishes. Which which are all lovely, you know, hopes, dreams and wishes. Yeah. We love them. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a football so fan. So I, I, but yeah, yeah, football. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a football fan, so I, I wish all the time that my team would win. I'm not going to say who they are. Uh, I wish they would win. They don't. So obviously, you know, hopes and dreams don't be work. A British team, then. <laughs> they are. They're, they're from Yorkshire, so, yeah. so you can probably guess. Anyway, we'll qu quickly move on from that point. We might be going down this year. It's fine. But no, I think you know that that's that's kind of my 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 public life, right? I was, and I'm just thinking, can can we uh, could we lay, for example, Apti over the top of Cloud Blue, and it could learn and sort oh, of inform this? Yeah, and we wow. have done. So wow. for our own internal sort of staging area, we have actually been using Apti. So to train our internal teams on how to use it and how to demo it, we have Apti. Wow. Honestly, Cheryl, I think that's probably one of the best things I've ever heard in one of these podcasts. I mean, I, I genuinely really love it because, you know, as, as an organization, Cloud Blue itself is growing, we're expanding, we're, you know, we're changing our product, we're adding more features all the time, right? So. And, you know, it's a complex system. We're dealing with uh, marketplace technology platform, right? It is, it's the front, it's the middle, it's the back of that. And that is a lot of processes. And I, I just wonder, why don't we use Apti, actually? I think well, maybe we need to take on board. I can put board. you in touch with one of our sales team. They'd be happy to discuss it with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I genuinely think it's a great idea. Right? And, and I mean, uh, personally, I've just been uh, fully integrated with Salesforce over the past year. So I, I really understand that complexity. But it's so powerful. Yeah. But there is almost no way that any individual can can learn and remember that whole system you know yeah. i mean of course if you're an architect and you're 10 years into your journey you probably still need some help sometimes and i think apti is one of those solutions that can yeah and help we you all through, know right? that you know when new versions come out when there's these updates that you have mm -hmm. to roll out you then need to run some type of training session you need to make people aware of them things change you can actually deal with that by creating announcements on apti to talk you through and navigate those changes those updates mm -hmm. so you no longer have to have multiple sessions you can decide which teams um, have access to which tool tips or which workflows so you can really do you know look at departmental requirements who needs to know what and manage it that way oh just had a bit of a, 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 a flash of inspiration as well I mean in all honesty when so let's roll back a little bit right when we talk about the business the Dynex core business now um, you know selling these solutions on a subscription basis whereas before previously they might have been perpetual mm -hmm. we're saving huge amounts of time we're gaining so many hours days months weeks back in terms of training right an issue with a perpetual license on a software is that there are updates that you might miss so I could end up being six years down the line on, on a product that works really well, right, but it's not today's product. It doesn't have that AI baked in, for example, or that mm -hmm. machine learning baked in. Maybe it doesn't even have that full uh, API bus set that integrates everywhere, right? But I'm still happy with my software. But if I'm in the current world on a subscription, constantly updated, constant new software, I'm constantly at the forefront. It, 
it's just occurred to me that actually this is something really amazing like that time that 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 give back that we get from this no yeah absolutely so you're right with the perpetual license because a lot of people don't necessarily see the value of their maintenance for example because they've had no issues they're not entitled exactly. to these free upgrades so yeah. they don't get them and then their business starts to suffer because they don't have the the same level of integration or processes that they could potentially have it's quite invisible the, though isn't it that... yeah and the downside is that when they then decide they do want it quite often they have to backdate the maintenance or they have to purchase again yeah and then or learn the, the whole new system as well right yeah. again so you know they've lost so much time there by not being yeah. current not staying on the level it's a whole brand new project versus just doing some you know quick sprints each quarter or each um, you know, whenever the updates come out to change and tweak the process, they have to almost, it's almost just starting again. Yeah, it's, and I mean, it's actually, there's a real, I guess there's an even more visible example. My, um, my, my wife forgot to update her Apple MacBook for about six years. Um, so she went from like, I think it was like Mountain Lion to, to Montana or whatever on now because her C button stopped working, right? And her space bar stopped working because the update was so out of date. And then when she did it, it wiped her computer because it was so far in the future. So, of course, this happens on us as consumers on a day-to-day basis, right? We don't pay attention to it. Bad things happen. The fact that actually when we're in a subscription world, we're being managed and helped by companies like Dynex all the time. I think that's really, it just really sings another maybe invisible benefit for people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they, it does benefit them from always getting the best of what's possible um, and as we talked about earlier, it also is another touch point for our partners to speak to their customers, for us to speak to our partners, and just to make sure things are going well. And you know, what we also like to think is that we can do land and expand. We put a solution into one department within a business, we want them to look at it, we want to be able to show them the enhancements and why they would benefit from rolling it out to other business units, into the HR team if they're coming from finance. Mm-hmm. Our solutions can be rolled out to multiple different departments within a business, so that they can all benefit from the processes. If we're not having you know, regular contact with them and it's just sitting as a, you know, a perpetual license on a server in one department, you lose that ability to help them to see what's possible for the future. Which, which we don't want to do, right? And then brilliant, I think, um, I really, gosh, yeah, this has been so instructive, Cheryl, really, really, really interesting. And so, right, let's, let's, let's kind of finish on a big, strong one, right? You're in the Cloud Blue ecosystem. You're in the Cloud Blue marketplace, right? You're you're able to kind of syndicate. You're able to talk to a much bigger portion of the world's business population, right? Where do you see the scaling getting to? How far? How big? What can what can Dynex be in two to five years? I don't know. What do you well, see? I think the world is our oyster. You know, a nice corny cliche there, but we see that with the partnership that we have with Cloud Blue, the support that we've had from Tom from the start in sales through mm-hmm. to our success managers, Carlos and Joan, they are forever looking at what else we can do, what possible opportunity. They know the system so well, they are constantly guiding us. They've made introductions to other uh, partners that are on the Cloud Blue ecosystem to see how we can have our marketplaces integrated into theirs and vice versa, where that, in- that API integration is already there. They are really looking at how, they, they want to see us grow as much as we do, which is really nice to see, to have that partnership with a vendor. Mm-hmm. We want to be seen as a solution provider with every solution possible for digital transformation. And as we get or get complete with that, we need to look at new, op- new verticals, new opportunities. Digital transformation is such a broad term, it can mm-hmm. mean anything. It's anything yeah. that means that we are trying 
to take away that manual human touch process and making it digital, keeping it um, current. I would like to say that by the end, by within five years, we have a marketplace in every country. Mm -hmm. I don't know how achievable that is, but we definitely have very large uh, growth um, ambitions and a team behind it that really is seeing the vision. So. And I think you can be your own best, uh, you know, best best example, right? You can you can you can become a self-learning ecosystem provider with Apti and with all the other solutions that you have there, right? And I and I Absolutely. think it's it's brilliant for companies to be their own best case study, right, for their for their potential vendor partners and clients. Absolutely, and the fact that the CloudBlue marketplace allows us not just to interact with the resellers but with the end users as well. So all of our resellers can flow down our marketplace to their customers as well, meaning they can also join us on this journey. They can have their own CloudBlue marketplace, their own branding. They can even share the Dynex ones with their customers, which means that they don't have to worry about informing every single one of their customers about all of the new solutions, because they will also see it for themselves when they log into the marketplace to look at their Kofax system. They'll be able to see, oh, there's a new solution there from Dynex. What is this solution? Where does it fit? So it gives them a lead generation tool as well. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. What, what a fantastic future we're looking forward to. Eh? An, an, augmented, an augmented exceptional future of more. <laughs> Um, no, I love it. I'm, I'm genuinely happy. I think this has been a brilliant conversation, Cheryl. Um, is there anything else that you feel that you've missed? Something more that you'd like to tell us? More about ZAS? Any more about Marketplace? I think we've covered everything. Quite. I, think I think we think have we've... covered everything. I mean, we've got, as I said, we have so many new solutions. Um, really pleased to announce that we did add a new solution to our portfolio this week, oh. which is Trigger. So we've just added them. It's a pay-as-you-go subscription on our Marketplace. And this is a 100% no-co platform to build business critical applications. Fantastic. So this really does give you know another step in that journey that we're providing people if they need to have internal portals or they need to have information shared within the business in an application, they can actually build it themselves. Brilliant. And, and, and I think as well, the fact that you're releasing these new solutions so quickly and with such a pace, it shows the benefits of automation in the back end, right? It just shows what, what happens when you get freedom, when you get time back, when you get that resource back. It shows what forward-thinking companies like Dynex can do. You know, partnerships with Cloud Blue, partnerships with the entire Ingram micro ecosystem. You know, building better relationships with resellers, with vendors, everybody. Really making yourself, yeah, an integral part of this business environment. Yeah, and you know, we're looking at things that aren't the traditional as well. So, for example, we have Scale Hub, which is a crowdsourcing um, using the crowd, the human crowd. So we have information comes into our business. We, as much as we love software it can't extract everything. No. Handwriting is notoriously difficult to extract. And <laughs> we can use things like Scale Hub, which is a very different type of solution, to send out snippets of that data to humans who then mm -hmm. log in and physically read it and type it in in a secure manner and then knit it all back together and deliver all of the same output as if we had used software to do it. That's this is something you know very different to what we have always done. And you know this is something that without the likes of uh, a marketplace, we people wouldn't know about. They wouldn't understand or see exactly what it's capable of doing. If I wow. said to someone, we use crowdsourcing, they, they just would, for, for what? For capture, for data extraction? It just wouldn't make sense. But when you can see in the marketplace that actually that looks quite interesting, I might have an opportunity. That for us is, you know, 
diamond. It's, it's the lead generation that we would never get otherwise. And it's a route into healthcare and doctor's prescriptions as well. Oh, absolutely. The prescription market is a definite plus for it. Um, yeah, but you know, even, even those um, you know, legacy documents, archives mm-hmm. of information that, have been, that are now being captured, you cannot extract data from them. Not no. unless you use a human eye. Who can actually determine that that is an eye or an L? Software is not that clever. Not yet. Wow. Dianics. Augmented ability. <laughs> Honestly, that's brilliant. What a great company. What a great story. What a fantastic marketplace. And what a wonderful ecosystem we're building here. I'm so excited to see where it goes. I'll be following this journey very well. I'm sure I'll probably be interacting with a lot of Dianix products, especially Apti, um, as someone who seems to you know, input and output all in the same action. Um, so, Cheryl, thank you so much for your time today. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Um, I'll let you say goodbye to the audience. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Ben, and uh, it's been a pleasure working with you. Fantastic. Well, I've been Ben Hewison, your host of Zaster Mike. This has been Cheryl Barker. Today we've been on Zaster Mike. It's been Spotlight on Dianics. Have a wonderful week. Thank you all very much, and goodbye. <laughs>